Hey, this is Laura. And Steven. And this is our podcast, Midday Musings, where we take our lunch break to talk about the things that are on our mind. Today, well, Happy New Year, we are talking about what we're looking forward to in this new year, 2024. Come and join us. Hey, Steven, Happy New Year. Hey, Laura, Happy New Year. It's 2024. We made it. It's true. One year more than last year, and here we are. And if you're listening to this, you also made it. Congratulations. Oh yeah, they tried to take you out, but they couldn't. They did, and they will not. Keep on trucking, here we are. Nothing gonna stop us now. But yeah, it's 2024, that's exciting. Got a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of stuff to look back on, to think on. What's on your mind? What are you you thinking about in this coming year of 2024? What do you, do you have any things you're looking forward to, Laura? Any things you're maybe not looking forward to? Bruh, it is New Year, New You, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go off the rails. They're going to have to make new rails for me. <laughs> Just going to take take everything I have been and choose differently. Yeah, yeah, I love for that. For the fun of it. I love that. Discard the old skin, discard the chrysalis and come out a beautiful butterfly or charizard or whatever miscellaneous giant pokemon you want to become yeah i'm feeling very experimental this year yeah yeah experimental with my physical appearance experimental with my emotional expression experimental with my social engagements yeah experimental in the kitchen i'm about to go hard into varied onigiri recipes <sighs> i'm personally very excited about that you because... should be personally very excited about it oh why would... because be- because you you made some onigiri over the holiday over dark week that was phenomenal and it was just such a simple recipe <clears throat> but we were just out on the town and i had an onigiri and you said i can do this i can absolutely do this in like five minutes and you did it. we went home and a couple of days later, you crafted this delicious onigiri. So I'm excited to see how you innovate and make better onigiris in 2024. Oh yeah, I've, I've been looking up online the different onigiri recipes. I realize that it is an actual crime <laughs> that I don't have miso in the house. It is. They're it's coming my, for you right now. It's my favorite flavor profile probably. And it is just not inside my house, which I, I, I'll reflect on that. <laughs> I'll reflect on what that means about me. But I'm jazzed. I love the new year. I love the fresh start. I'm always sad to say goodbye to the holidays, but as as soon as the new year hits, I just start counting down to Halloween again. (laughs) Right. It's only 10 months away. Yeah. 10 months away. What about you? What are you looking forward to in the new year? Well, as we enter 2024, I think of the things that are yet to come for me. And for me, the things that are yet to come. I don't know why I'm speaking. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Did you say death? Yes, that is a thing to come for me, for all of us eventually. But in 2024, hopefully not. I'm thinking about, this is going to be super lame, but investment goals, boo, investment strategies. and <laughs> Boo, responsible so, money utility use. Nay. So boring. I would not do well on a reality show because they'd be like, oh, you seem whimsical and kind of chaotic. And they're like, what do you, what do you spend your time doing? I'm like running and investing. And they're like, that's incredibly bad TV. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is probably un-American yeah. to spend your time as you do, but here we are. Yeah, but I've, I've it's, got... It's a melting pot. I'm looking forward to um, a, a race that I'm doing in March. It's uh, coming up. It's I've been training for it for a while. It's just a, just a simple 5K, but I really want to get really, really fast at it. Just really fast. And everyone that I talked to is like, oh yeah, that one. You're doing that one race in March. I'm like, yeah, that one. 
Like <laughs> everyone knows about it. They're kind of bored of me talking about it. But I did it last year. I came in kind of a decent place, like 23rd overall. And oh. I really would like to get top 20 stretch goal, top 10 overall. That would be phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If- that that race is a good one, especially if you win it, because then you get a trip, and that's that's pretty cool. I know, right? Grand prize, you get a free trip across the world. I'm super excited. Anyway, so that's one thing I'm I'm excited about. There's a lot of good games that came out in 2023, oh, and yeah. I haven't got a chance to play a lot of them, so I'm probably going to take some time to play a lot of the best games of 2023. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm probably going to rewatch Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. <laughs> yeah, you are. And I'm going to do it too, because it's great. Three to five to 50 times. You know, just gentle goals, <laughs> gentle viewing goals. You know, when you find something that works for you and really works for you, go for it. Double down, triple down, because there's something, there's something in certain media that occasionally you just connect with. You just gel. You just, something in it fills your soul or Dude. connects with your soul and when you find it just keep going until you've pulled out all of it dude i don't even know what like the end of my journey of obsession with suzanne collins is uh she's the writer of the hunger Games series but for this newest book that she wrote the prequel about president snow coriolanus snow she opens this book with five quotes total, but the top three are from the social contract guys mm. that we all learned about. Well, if we went to public school in the United States, we all learned about in high school. So we've got Locke, Hobbes, and Rousseau, oh, the I social contract guys. That's what she opens with. And that's how you know that this is going to be a discussion about government. Ooh. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm... Almost to the end of that book. We're probably going to bend your ear on it in the not-too-distant future. And I am obsessed, but I am also hogging the microphone. Tell me more about the games that you wish to discuss. Briefly on books, fun fact, I was I was looking at 2023 top trends in the U.S. And you'll be happy to know The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, the prequel to the Hunger Games series, is in the top 10 of trending books from 2023. I'm surprised it's not higher. It's like number 10, but it is there. It is one of the top trending books. Yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. It came out in 2020, so it's... It's had its time, I guess. Right. But it would be it would be a genuine marketing failure if it wasn't trending on the same year that the movie came out. Right. But one thing I like to do when I look forward, I like to look back a little bit mm-hmm. and look back at what else was trending in 2023. So just, again, this is just pulling from Google Trends. You can find this list yourself if you look up top trends in, on Google Trends in 2023 in the U.S., couple that I found really interesting. There's an explained category, top mm. explained things. Like number one, the menu explained. <sniffs> like, okay, cool. I really enjoyed the menu. Oh, love the menu. Really enjoyed it. But you know, I, I thought it made sense. But there, I guess there were some parts where you might need a little more, why did all these bad things happen to these people on this island? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Another one on this list, Loki ending explained. That one makes a bit more sense. Is Loki um, ending explain trying to, to put into place like the whole Jonathan Majors as Kang? Oh, you know what? Thing? It, it might. It might. Because. It's like, where'd Jonathan Majors go? Because he was Kang. Don't worry about it. But then, due to some unfortunate personal things, which you will not get into, everyone knows about it. Yeah. Uh, Find it on the internet. Personal issues that he had, he no longer will be Kang moving forward. But fortunately, the lore of Kang allows us to 
allow basically anyone to step into that role because the the deal with Kang is there are like many versions of him that exist throughout time and space because he's just a weirdo who can travel through time and space and does as part of his story. So I, I see it as an opportunity for us to find other Kangs. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was the games, top games of 2023. We already yeah. talked about it. You love it. I love it. A lot of people love it. Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy, Legacy, number one. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Unseat Call of Duty. I Unseat think... all of the other AAA games. Yeah. This is another time for nerds to rise up. Right. Though in my heart, I have a special place for the Rockstar games, which it may also unseat. But still, like, there's, it's a good time for Hogwarts Legacy is a game for the nerds. You know, it's a game for the nerds within all of us. And yeah, that's... the the gentle, cozy mm-hmm. nerds who right. who want to watch some dark academia and play with wands. And that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about cozy stuff. So this is this feels on brand for us to have talked about and also to reference again today. Number two games for 2023: Connections. Um, I, I actually don't know this game. I don't know what this game is, but we can talk about that another time. If you know what it is, if you want to talk about it, let us know. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I haven't played it, but it looks really, really, really oh, good. Oh, yeah. I understand that you can date all of the people there. You can. And often do. And often they try to date you as well. It's Dungeons and Dragons in video game form, and you can date everyone and everyone can date you. And frequently they try to. That is interesting. How do you feel about that? Like the dating mechanics in, in D&D and then presumably Baldur's Gate? I'm totally fine with that, honestly. Dating in the virtual setting, it's fun because you can kind of test things out, see if it works. Also, you can just be completely unhinged and like there are literally no consequences. I think it's fun. How do you feel about dating in AAA games or just in video games in general? The dating component in D&D was what I was specifically referring to, and I hate it. Um, <laughs> oh, just in-person D&D? Oh, yeah, yeah. I find it deeply uncomfortable because I'm frequently the only female in, in the group. That and is fair. I made the mistake for the first couple of years of playing D&D of having my character match my gender. And so everyone was up on my female character and like i'm just trying to explore gather resources and kill some kobolds like that's that's me that's me in DD. i'm not trying to like sublimate my romantic frustration into a world full of (laughs) goblins right no hate no hate whatever floats your boat that one doesn't float mine. Yeah. Anyway, now I play D&D exclusively as a male character, and it has never been a problem since. Typically a male dragonborn character, worth noting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a male dragon. So even if you're a female hominid, <laughs> you're like, no, this is probably not going to work out. And I'm like, fantastic. My goal here was not for it to work out. <laughs> right. My goal was to inspire no romantic overtures of any kind. By the way, do you know where the local marketplace is? Hey, that's totally fair. See, the thing is, D&D is about fantasy, right? And as yeah. I would say, probably as a woman in today's society, your fantasy isn't to be, you know, romantically approached by a lot of people because as a female, you probably are romantically approached more than a guy is. So it's, that that's not the fantasy. The fantasy is to be left alone. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> right? I, I don't know if it's, that um it is it is probably at least related to the fact that in terms of romance i'm all set but it's it's more to do with the fact that the individuals that you are playing with do not traditionally have amazing romantic social skills Mm. 
and I feel a form of vicarious embarrassment mm. while interacting at this level in this environment with those particular people. Yeah. And so I'm like, what if we don't do this? What what if we give each other the gift of playing to our strengths? We're like, this is very embarrassing. For you in particular, what if we just not? What if we just... What you if know, we just cycle on back to something a little more abstract, something that maybe you can wrap your head around, like <laughs> commerce. Commerce is fun. Or perhaps a complex plan to murder a lot of people that right? are between us and our goals. Speaking of murdering a lot of people, number five on this list, Diablo 4. We just played that with, uh, oh, with yeah. your brother the other day. And very very fun very very, very fun very the season right now oh. is very fun season uh, of blood yeah season vampires. of blood so you have vampires yeah. which i mean i don't know if you're like me but vampires that's my thing that is that is my supernatural entity that i i ride or die for <laughs> i think a lot of people could relate with that and i get it it's it's a good one for me too i mean it's great because you just live forever and you look like a person and yeah. that's that's all i've ever wanted and not only that Vampires are often seen as incredibly attractive and also very charming. Okay. Vampires in media, right? So, like, there's a lot of other supernatural creatures that, like werewolves, they turn into a wolf. That's not necessarily an attractive human thing. Mummies, they're mummies. Zombies, they're falling apart. Like you said, vampires, they, they look human, but they're, like, they're enhanced humans, you know, because they're faster I think, and yeah, they're sharper um, and they're stronger and they, they they can charm people. It's the quality of supernatural magnetism I think you're referring to. Yes, it's the quality of supernatural magnetism that they have. Yes, yes, because physically they're, we, you just stop them at whatever age they're at. Yeah. And it's like, way to go. And if you if you watch True Blood, you know that there are examples of moderately attractive yeah. <laughs> vampires. Like, you, you don't have to be hot to be a vampire. Like, mm -hmm. don't let the media fool you. You can just be bitten by a vampire and live forever. <laughs> you don't have to look like a model. Vampire Diaries lied to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can just live forever. And, like, that's, that's the cool thing. You can continue to have a rich social life. They just only see you at night because you've got a day job. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Buy fake doors. Right. <laughs> No, so Diablo 4, our current season is Season of Blood. It's a fun season for vampire lovers. And my brother plays Diablo harder than any human being I've ever seen play a game. So hard. I think he so played hard. Diablo 2 competitively for a time and was actually pretty high up in the ranks. I play a lot of games myself, but I had to take a break when we were playing because my hands which just kind of became hamburger because we went into wave after wave dungeon we were, after dungeon no, four hours deep into a game of diablo and that like no nobody was done but yeah. us they probably went on to play for four hours yeah. more and more power um, to them i just didn't have the stamina where where did they get the hand strength because okay so it's my brother and my nephews that we play with it's amazing they're great kids slash actual adults now yeah with with kids themselves with actually. kids themselves yeah. with small baby kids and a growing number but my brother's older than me which means that his hands should be less strong but maybe it's like the intense diablo playing over 20 years has created muscles in his hands that i do not have like the young ones the nephews they i understand they're they're still they've still got all like their cartilage and stuff between their joints oh totally so they can play forever but like this man is so devoted yeah. to 
diminishing the number of the legions of hell. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that he will just go. And it's inspiring and it intimidating. I think it's because he's done it over a, a lot of years and he just has developed the endurance. I'm sure the first time he probably couldn't play more than a couple hours and then he just kind of developed the you develop when you're in the when you're in the center of all of those mobbing monsters you literally can't even see your character it's like it's not even like my hands get tired so much as my entire brain and also my hands you're just like overwhelmed the cortisol overload is is real yeah yeah Yeah. i was looking at at like my little smartwatch that measures stress and stuff and it just had me in high stress for a number of hours because I was playing Diablo. You know, I had a great time with that. I was setting up firewalls everywhere. I was playing a sorcerer. No, it's, it's and just, gorgeous. Like, it's, it's just, terribly fun. And firewalls that would make my mana regen increase. So it incentivizes you to set everything on fire. It was great. Oh, um, yeah. And I became a bear who would you, smash things. Yeah, you were a druid. You were a werebear. A werebear. <laughs> but I think we may just need to build up some stamina. We might have to play some more Diablo for uh, Season of Blood. I mean, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just to get the stamina up. But, yeah, so Diablo 4 came out in 2023. Great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about a couple of the other games that, that were fantastic in 2023. Top games, obviously, searches of 2023. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We already talked about how much I love that game. Uh, did we talk? Tell me did what we, you love about it. Tell me what you love about we it. We could have an entire episode devoted to that, but I'll give you the short 30-second summary. Give it to me. So, <laughs> The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What it brings to the table is a massive open world, almost like MMORPG style world. So you can go anywhere, you can do anything. It is so much more expansive than any previous Zelda games. But Zelda used to be a bit more of a slightly open world-ish, but a little more linear game. Like you couldn't just jump ahead. You couldn't take any of the dungeons in any order you wanted. And you definitely couldn't fight Ganon at the very beginning. (laughs) But you can apparently in Breath of the Wild. And I think also in Tears of the Kingdom, there is just so much to do, so much to see. And And what is a Ganon? Oh, Ganon is the end boss in most Zelda games. Wonderful. Um, so in Tears of the Kingdom, I believe you can actually just fight him from the get-go if you want. You won't win, but I believe you can. And it's it's the physics for me, honestly. It introduced a physics mechanics where you can basically build anything you want. You can build a spaceship. You can build a car. You can build a giant Megazord creature that shoots lasers. Like You can build robots. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't do that in any other Zelda game. So a crafting element. It has a huge crafting element, like an innovative physics crafting element. It also has a, a merging element. Like mm-hmm. You can take anything, almost anything in the game, and merge it with anything else and use it as a weapon or use it as a shield. Like, you can take your regular sword and merge it with, like, a fire berry. Now it's a fire sword. You can take a spear and merge it with, like, a mushroom. And now it's a it's a spear that bounces your enemies away. Oh. Uh, you can take your shield and merge it with a bomb. And if anyone hits you, they explode. But you're fine because you're protected by the shield. Uh, nice. And there's also, like, zany combinations that you can put together. Like, you can just put items on it that just make your things really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Or you can combine it with items that just make it do weird things. Like, the, like I said, the... Um, the bouncy one. The bouncy one. You can also add, like, a fan onto your sword that whenever you hit things, they fly away. <laughs> it's, Fantastic. We love a quirky game. It's an incredibly innovative game with way more to do than any other Zelda game I've ever experienced. 
fantastic physics building engine, a great crafting component, and I, I'm never going to finish all of it. That is my quote unquote 30 second summary of yeah, why that, it's great. Yeah, that was absolutely 30 seconds. That was seconds. two minutes. Don't even check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Zelda Tears yeah, of Kingdom okay, was Zelda's, fantastic. Zelda's your Hogwarts legacy. I'm trying to 100% it. It's not going to happen, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It is. It is. Yeah. Perfection yeah. gives us something to aim for, though we never achieve it. That's true. That's mm -hmm. true. But overall, I would say it was a very good year for games, 2023. Also good year for TV shows. The Last of Us oh, was yeah. fantastic. A lot of other great things came out this year. Movies. Barbie. Oppenheimer. Finally saw Barbie. Fantastic. Fantastic oh, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I cried many, many times over. I think we might have to do an episode on it, honestly. Okay, um, fair, fair. Yeah, just a lot of good stuff came out and a lot of it I haven't had a chance to see yet. So I look forward to using 2024 to catch up on a lot of my viewing that I haven't gotten to in 2023. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm kind of looking forward to 2024 because I know that there's going to be a big content hole. That's the leftovers of the strikes we had yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. The writer's strike and the SAG strike. Oh, So there's going to be right. like a dearth of media at some point. We're going to hit it at some point. And during that time, you can just catch up on 2023's many, many great media yeah. pieces. Yeah. Oh, that's It's going to be... It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Well, that said... Very much looking forward to experiencing 2024 with you. And listeners, I hope you had a good time chatting with us about what's coming up in 2024, what we're excited about, what we enjoyed in 2023. Let us know. What are you thinking about for 2024? Yeah. What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? What are your goals like for 2024? Yeah, wishing you a bright and beautiful 2024. Let's do it together. And as always, catch you next lunch break. Bye. Bye. This has been Steven. And Laura. Thanks for tuning in to Midday Musings, the podcast where we talk about all the things on our mind. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and jump into the conversation in our polls and Q&As. We would love to hear from you. Catch you next lunch break. <laughs>